0: The founder of of religious science, Dr. Ernest Holmes, once described the science of mind teachings as the correlation of the laws of science, the opinions of philosophy, and the revelations of religion, all combined to meet the needs and aspirations of humankind. Isn't that magnificent? All of this is coming together for us. I so love that description for a couple of reasons. First, I love the ideas of weaving together science, philosophy, and religion. And second, I particularly love how practical it is. And both of these things are true for all new thought teachings, whatever umbrella they may fall under, be it religious science, unity, or divine science, or any others that you find for that new thought idea, the new thought that, yes, you are Whole, you are complete you are part of God and you're going through life learning more you're not here to be punished you're not here to be a vicious power person you're here to celebrate to celebrate your life in this worth and this wonderful, wonderful feeling we have knowing that we are made from love, with love, and for love. And we are here to spread that love to everyone in this world. This beautiful teaching that we call New Thought is not just spiritual theory or theological rhetoric that we contemplate on every Sunday morning, and then we go and live a life starting Sunday afternoon. But we want to do these things disconnected to and unaware of who we are, whose we are, and the power that lives in us. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about these words fitting together? We don't want to live disconnected. And so many people are. So many people go through life, oh, no, no, no. This religion is practical. It's a hands-on way of life that supports us in meeting our needs in this human experience. Oh, but not just meeting our needs. This new thought is so much more than that. A new thought is a practical, hands-on way of life that supports us in attaining our aspirations, achieving our dreams, realizing our heart's desires, experiencing the experiences we wish to have, being the people we came here to be and touching the world in ways we were meant to touch it. So, my friends, this entire month, we're going to explore the questions of what are our aspirations, our dreams, our heart's desires. Who is it that we came here to be? What are the experiences we wish to have? How is it we are called to touch the world. We can find the answers to these questions in the answer to another question. What would I love? What would I love? This is an interesting question, isn't it? And how many times do we actually ask ourselves that question? More often than not we ask questions such as what should I do? What can I afford to do? What will people think of me if I do do people expect me to do? Do those questions sound familiar to you? This month we're going to look at the idea of living a life we love and loving the life we live. Because remember this embed this in your conscious awareness life itself capital L life. Wants yearns, longs desires and loves to be expressed as and through you. The Cloud of Unknowing is a a book of contemporary articles published in the 14th century in which the introductory line says, a soul is one with God. In it, it says that you think your desires are your desires, you think that they came from within you, but actually that is not true. brother. by the time they reach your conscious mind... They are the echo of life's desiring to express and experience itself by means of you. Have you ever thought of life expressing itself by means of you? Wow. We think our desires are our desires. We think that they come from within us. But actually, that is not true. Rather, by the time they reach our conscious minds, they are the echo of life's desiring to express and experience itself by means of us. And if we don't express them, they will look for another opening where the expression can be made. Have you ever had a, a great idea but didn't do anything about it because you didn't see how didn't have the time or resources, didn't think you were good enough, didn't think the time was right, and so on. And then later, see it come out as some successful product, some successful activity. It's one of the things we learn very early in life. If we watch what's going on and go for the best in our hearts and minds, which is what we do in New Thought, we see things happening things transpiring, things being created that we didn't even have an idea of. And you can say, well, that's what I was thinking of, but it wasn't complete until it went there. I really want you to get this this morning. In fact, say this with me right now. My desires are the echoes of life's desires to experience itself by means of me. And that's the truth. That is the spiritual truth of your being. You did not come here to live a meager life, to live a life of struggle, to be downtrodden or burdened or oppressed. Ernest Holmes tells us in the Science of Mind textbook on page 404, God is more completely expressed through the one who lives largely than through the one who lives Meagerly, do you live mar- largely or do you live meagerly? And yet, I know some of us are struggling right now, feeling downtrodden, burdened, and oppressed, living meagerly. I get that, and I understand that. And I want you to know something very, very important you have come to the right place this morning. If you chose to log on and watch this morning, it's the perfect morning for you because there is something here for you. Why do I say log on? Something in a song that is sung, in a prayer that is offered, in a word that is said or in the smile or contact that occurs between you and someone here is logging on. So be aware that that is True and you will receive it. Because life is yearning, longing, wanting, desiring to express itself through you, today we are going to let the question, what would I love be our guide? Stop right now. Think of that. What you love will be your guide. Oh, usually when we think of Letting love be our guide, we think in terms of the way we relate to people or in terms of the places from which we made our decisions and and choices, right? We want to come from a place of love when we relate to others, right? We want to come from a place of love when we make decisions, right? And that is good. That is very, very good, I mean this in an additional context. I mean it in the context of letting what you would love be your guide in what you focus on and letting what you love guide how you spend your time, your talent, and your resources. What do you love? What would you love? What if you did that? If you think about it, every single invention, every discovery, and every human creation came from someone letting what they love guide them. Something for you to say, think about. How often are we helped down from, just knocked down from things we love because somebody says, oh no, you don't want to do that. No. Let love be your guide. If it were not for the love of the Wright brothers, we could not fly in an airplane. You ever think about that? If it were not for the love of scientists inventors, and, and discoverers, we would not have electricity or heating or light. We would not have cars or phones or appliances or computers to use. The list goes on and on. Without someone letting love be their guide, there would be no teachers, no schools, no education. There would be No books, no art, and no music. Each and every one of these things was created because someone answered the question, what would I love? And then they let the answer to that question guide them. In The Power, written by Rhonda Burns on page 17, it says, people who have great lives think and talk about what they love more than what they don't love. And people who are struggling think and talk about what they don't love more than what they do love. in the science of mind, Ernest Holmes said, Whatever we think, act, believe in, feel, visualize, vision, image, read and talk about. In fact, all processes which affect or impress us at all are going into the subjective state of our thought which is our individualized use of universal mind. Whatever goes into the subjective state of our thought tends to return again as some condition. So we, and we alone, control our destiny. Oh, so you may say this is all well and good, but I'm struggling just to make ends meet. I've got no time, energy, or resources to focus on What I love, and what I want to say about that, my friends, with a great deal of love in my heart, is that you are telling yourself a lie, and then you are believing it. I'm not saying quit your day job so you can become an artist, if that is what you would love, but what you spend some time each day seeing is yourself as an artist, and then spend another few minutes doing something an artist would do. That's what I'm talking about. Then what if you neutralized your emotional engagement with the struggle pattern of whatever is going on? Yes, deal with what needs to be dealt with, but do it with as little emotional involvement as possible, and then get your focus back to what you would love. And when you do that, when what we call our opportunity awareness is used, it expands. When our mindset becomes open, then our awareness of opportunities that are available, many of which have been available all along, but which we couldn't see, is much broader. This person thinks and does things differently. And just in case you think you have to do this all by yourself, I want you to know that you don't. In fact, we're given a great promise in Psalm 37. Trust in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Wow! That's a pretty direct promise, isn't it? The desires of our heart shall come to pass, if what? If we play our part. And our part is so important that it is mentioned twice. Trust in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. What is it? What is it? We must trust Trust. Trust. I I want to share a true story with you. I've, I've shared it with you before, but it fits our message so perfectly that I decided to dig it out again. It's about a friend of mine named Laura. Laura was having a really, really rough day. Upset, unhappy, angry, crying, and generally not being very nice to anyone who crossed her path. Ever had a day like that? (laughs) definitely not trusting in God, definitely not trusting in good, definitely not living her life. She went to the bank to deposit her paycheck through a a drive-up window with one of those pneumatic tubes. The teller was very kind and kept trying to support Laura How can I help you? Is there something I can do for you? She kept asking, but Laura coldly replied, No, 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 just cash my check. The teller then said to her, I'm sending you something back when I send you your deposit slip. It came in an envelope. Laura threw it on the seat next to her. She didn't even open it. Not then, anyway. Now, let me pause for a moment just Tell you something else about Laura's story and to tell you about another story that Laura had heard several years ago in a Sunday service. When Laura was describing her encounter with the teller, she said that this story had always stuck with her, although on that day she had forgotten it. She had completely forgotten it. Then the story goes like this You ready? A woman was lying in a hospital bed near death when a beautiful young woman came to visit her. The visitor spent loving time with the patient, listening to her and offering her comfort. And let me say as an aside, if you visit someone, you don't have to have any answers. All you have to have is ears, listen to them. When the visitor left, she gave the patient a small gift. It was a a tiny ceramic frog. The patient thought it was a bit odd, but frankly, she was too ill to really care, so she asked the visitor to place it on the shelf over her head. Shortly after the visit, the patient rallied and experienced a seemingly miraculous recovery. A nurse entered the room, and after checking on the patient somewhat in disbelief at her turnaround, she noticed a ceramic frog sitting on the shelf. As she looked at the little frog, she said, This explains your recovery. You have a guardian angel. The patient was confused. So the nurse continued, I've, I've seen a number of these little frogs in patients' rooms, and every single one of them miraculously recovered. It was delivered by a beautiful young woman, wasn't it? Every such patient has described her, yet no one except these patients has ever seen her. And if you turn the frog upside down, you just might understand. The patient did just that and found written on the bottom of a little frog p- figure the letters F-R-O-G, followed by the words, Fully Rely on God. Now back to Laura. When she got in her car the day after her encounter with the bank teller, she saw the envelope the teller had given her and remembered that the teller said she was going to send her back Something. When she opened the envelope, what do you suppose she found? You guessed it. A little green frog on the end of a keychain. A tangible, real reminder that she can truly, completely, and fully rely on God. And we can truly completely and fully rely on God as well to bring forth the desires of our heart because, remember, by the time they get to us, they are the echoes of life's desire to express itself. Science of mind says begin to blot out one by one all false beliefs, all false beliefs, all ideas that you are limited, poor or miserable Refuse to think of failure or to doubt your own power. See only what you wish to experience. That's another way of saying what you would love. And look at nothing else. Cannot the great principle of life create for us all that we need? The universe is inexhaustible. It is limitless, knows no bounds, and has no confines. Since you were a little child, have you ever stopped thinking about the wonderful meaning of infinity? This universe doesn't stop at Cincinnati. It goes on and on and on. And it never runs out of anything because it is infinite. It is inexhaustible. It is an experience of life. We're not depending on on a reed shaken by the wind, but on the principle of life itself. For all that we have or ever shall need, it is not some power or a great power. It is all power. All we have to do is to believe, never wavering, no matter what happens. And as we do this, we shall find that things are steadily coming our way and that they're coming without that awful effort which destroys the peace of mind of the majority of the race. We know that there can be no failure in God's mind and this mind is the power on which we are depending. Has anybody heard those words? There can be no failure in God's mind and this mind is the power on which we are depending I'm saying those words again because you are going to notice something happening in your life in the not too distant future that is going to let you know that there is no failure in God's mind you see the laughter the love, the joy that comes through everyone because of God and that that power, that mind is all you're depending upon because it is everything so i ask you this morning what would you love pick one thing right now just 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 one thing a healed relationship a relationship at all success in your business releasing a business a deeper connection with the god of your being A return to physical vibrancy. Restoring of a broken heart (laughs) to plant flowers, to create art. Whatever it is that you aspire to, that you dream of, that you would love, get an image of it right now and close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed and visualize it Visualize that which you love and see yourself with it now. See yourself letting that love, that affection, that creation guide your way as you move into this new year, this new month, this new time. And remember that no matter what you're doing, if you're going with this love, with this growth, with this life, with this creation of perfect elegance, you're seeing love being fluently spoken here. And let yourself feel that love. Let yourself be that love. Let yourself reach out in that love to help yourself and everyone around you. Right now, you are that infinite spirit and let it grow and be with you now and always for it is your reality your proof your strength it is who you are celebrate and say and so it is amen